Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Monday. Back to local programming on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. It's Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, with you for the next couple of hours as we, count, re, we recap the weekend uh, in sports, a memorable weekend uh, at that. Coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list, bottom of the hour, Scott Darkerman is up first uh, from The Athletic. Well, we hear from Doc. He was in Champaign to witness the Hawkeyes uh, coming from behind to uh, defeat the Illini uh, to improve their spot in the Big Ten West. They sit at 5-2, and two, one more to play. Wisconsin will pay a visit. They limp in after losing uh, to Indiana. It's a 2.30 kickoff down the hall here from us on 1040 WHO. Uh, at just before 11 o'clock, we'll do our quick look at the uh, reigning champs, the Super Bowl champs, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. They put another one in the win column, a column as they defeat the Broncos. Bama Bob, Trent, and I will go around college football uh, at 11.05. And then Dave Sproul, once Matt Campbell's teleconference uh, is over. We'll get Dave Sproul in here, recap and look ahead. I know that he's going to be on an airplane headed to Dallas as I think 5,000, at least 5,000. That's how many tickets Iowa State will get uh, for the championship game in Jerry World coming up a week from Saturday, 11 o'clock. By the way, just uh, for those of you who are DirecTV subscribers, advance notice as of today, DirecTV does not carry WOI. WOI has the Big 12 championship, so you're going to have to unplug or do what you want to do to make sure that, um, you know, if you're, you want to see the game, obviously, but if you have DirecTV, it's not as simple as clicking on and pressing Channel 5, and there it is because there's a dispute, and as always, who loses? Not WOI, not DirecTV. It's us. Anyways. Well, the good news is you have your ESPN Plus subscription, so you can just sign in and watch it at very least on the iPad. Let's say that comes to fruition. Yeah. You are from 1230 until Friday afternoon. Yep. Until 845 Monday morning, locked in your basement for all intents and purposes, right? Yeah. I mean, I just come <laughs> During up football to, season. Right, yeah. But you know what? You're not going to be able to watch that game on your television. Well, I am because in my office I don't have. I have one ah. TV that doesn't have Directv. Let the storm days. That's my emergency gotcha. Super Bowl or games like this. Anyways, just be just uh, be advised. Um, what would you do though? I would watch it in my TV. I watch it in my office on my big screen. And that thing shorts out two minutes before kickoff. Oh, don't go down that road. <laughs> what What would you do? I don't know. Would I, you go somewhere? I, no, I turn on the radio. You turn on the radio. Turn you wouldn't even radio. you wouldn't listen even to John and Eric. You wouldn't even find a corner spot in a bar. I don't masked get, up the whole time. Yeah, I don't want to get to that point. <laughs> uh, but we'll it's not see. going to because you have your backup. I, I do have, both. and you have the iPad, and, and you I can do. watch it with your ESPN Plus. So you'd I, still I would be call good there. you to help me get on there. That's how I watched Clemson Vatech mm-hmm. on uh, oh, Saturday. Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, right. Right after that BYU Coastal Carolina game. What a game, Trent. What a chippy. Football. You know what, especially at the end of the first half, that I didn't uh-huh. like that. And, yeah. you know, I, I mean, 
I like little skirmishes in in hockey. I've no, but that was uncalled for. I mean, the, the Zach Wilson, he was sixty yards away from the play, mm-hmm. and two linebackers or a linebacker and a safety decide to Double attack him. Yeah. Right? Come on, and no flag. I mean, in the NFL, that mm-hmm. clearly they protect quarterbacks. Not the same in college. But that aside, we got to get to the, we got to play the hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I get through the BMW? I believe I did. BMW Des Moines guest list. Anyways, and then Mr. Monday Night will make an appearance uh, at the uh, end of the program. There are two Monday Night games tonight. Uh, certainly going to be a fun night. Uh, uh, Bills Niners late. Washington football team, Steelers early 4 o'clock. That one's on Fox, of course, Monday Night Football on ESPN. But the first time in the history of the program, I guess since 1912, Iowa State finishes on top of the regular season standings. Uh, I don't care, Trent, if there isn't a trophy for, for, for doing that. I mean, come on. Iowa State is on top of the standings. Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, pretty big name. All of them are below them in the standings. Iowa State eight and one. The only loss to Oklahoma State. Wins over Oklahoma. Wins over Texas. And just a dismantling of a West Virginia team that I couldn't find anyone that was willing to go. Ah, oh, they're going to kill them. No, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to crush them. Ah, oh, don't you? You guys are nuts. This isn't even going to be close. I didn't hear that once. No, it was a team coming in playing good football. wasn't very good on the road. That was, I guess, the one caveat people were putting in there. Lot better team in West Virginia than they've been at home uh, on the road, but outside of that, you're exactly right. And to dismantle them in that fashion, mm. there was no look ahead. There no. was no, we're in the championship game. There was no letdown after the victory right. against Texas. This was a team that came out and is playing great football. Not yep. good football, great football. You, you, and you know who is, and and I I think I got to start here because look, I have not been the biggest Brock Purdy guy all year long. But since the first half of the Baylor game, mm-hmm. when he threw, what, it was a three picks? Yeah. And then went into the locker room and, and just came out as a different quarterback. Brock Purdy has been as good as any quarterback in college football, maybe not named Mac Jones or Lawrence. or You get my point. Absolutely. He's playing at an incredibly high level. And all those people that thought, now, most of them are cardinal and gold, so they're going to see it differently through their glasses. I get that. Brock Purdy has been incredible. We knew Brees Hall. We knew the tight ends. You know what else? But we didn't know this. That offensive line, Trent, pretty damn good, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. And and doing it the way that they're doing it with patchwork. I'll tell you who's impressed me as much. I love watching 72. Ramsburg, who mm-hmm. came in, there was an injury that, that, that he got his job. And I remember right from the very first, his very first snap, he looked kind of like a fish out of water. But boy, he's been good. And 55 Simmons has been good. Um, the offensive line deserves a ton of praise. The quarterback's been out of his mind. We know about the running back, the tight ends. Uh, even though uh, Saner couldn't answer the bell, it paved the way for another kid I'd never heard of before. 43, Jared Russer, Roos, for whatever how you pronounce it, R-U-S, he made a bunch of plays in the football yeah. game. He was, he was He's very well coached. Uh, he knew his blocking assignments, and he, and he was spot on, but good for Iowa State, man. I never thought I'd see the day. Never, ever, ever thought that, I, uh, that I'd be talking about an Iowa State team in Central Iowa Sports Talk Radio that finishes on top of the Big 12 or their conference. Amazing. When Missouri, Nebraska, Colorado left and the current construction of this this league, going to 10 teams, 
the full round robin that yep. you play. Don't have to. You don't get to duck Texas and Oklahoma right. every with the old North South uh-huh. alignment and Nebraska being down and yep. yeah, the, the opportunity was there then. But when they went to this best case scenario, I saw didn't matter Matt Campbell, didn't matter Paul Rhodes, whoever it was. Best case scenario in my mind, you go six and three in the league, and there's a three way tie and the tiebreaker goes your way, and you get to a championship right. game, and you get clubbed. Yeah. And you're wearing the visitor's jersey right. as opposed to the home jersey yep. because you're not on top. You're wearing your whites. Yeah. You're wearing your red and gold. Yeah. No black. That, yeah, that wasn't gonna... also part of the thought well, process I, back I, then. That's true. And, and you know what? I hope they wear them in Dallas. Yeah, no doubt about that it. The kids like wearing them and they uh-huh. feel like they play better. I'll uh, do it. Do they it. do play better, at least <laughs> if you take a look at what the record is in those. And they'll be wearing them, I guess, again a couple of weeks, uh, a week from Saturday. But that was the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. You get lightning in a bottle, couple of breaks, a tiebreaker goes your way. They surpass this tenfold. And here's another part that maybe this is just me, but the talk of a playoff, the talk of all the extras that go along. Enjoy this for what it is. You lost to a Sunbelt team. Mm -hmm. You get beat by 17 by a Sunbelt team. That Mm -hmm. game still counts. Mm -hmm. And you can argue other teams, other conferences didn't play non-conference. That's true, but you did. And that's part of the resume. They're not putting a two-loss Iowa State team in the playoff. With a loss to a Sunbelt team, it's just not I, happening. It, it's it's a long shot. It is it's clearly a long. They'll shot. put a two loss Clemson team. Uh-huh. Over. There's never been a two loss team ever to get in the college uh-huh. football playoff. They're not going to start with Iowa State even no, with it, the Big it would Twelve. Be title. Clemson, if that's if that's the case, even if they lose again to Notre Dame, they would get the benefit of the doubt in Iowa. So leave that aside and enjoy it for what it is. You had the best record in the regular season. Mm-hmm. There was nobody that was even tied with you. You are the outright undefeated round robin champion of the regular season. Do you get a trophy? No, you don't from the Big Not 12. Not yet. Make your own trophy. Yeah. <laughs> do whatever you need to do right. to, to make that because it I is a huge I wouldn't criticize them, Trent. I, seriously, nope. if they want to raise a banner, I would not criticize Put them. a flag up. Whatever they got to do. Yes. Uh-huh. Build a statue. When they tied Colorado a few years back, and remember it was Joel Klatt and a bunch that mm-hmm. was 77 or what? Klatt got crushed in the game. I think there was a banner for tying, even though they didn't get to represent right. the North uh, in the Big 12. I thought that was a little bit over the top. See, this I don't have a problem with that either. Well, this one I don't. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that because, yeah, you you tied the standings. You didn't get the tiebreakers, go your way. That's the case. Yeah, head-to-head went to see you. Yeah, it, it's what the record is, and though the Big 12 doesn't put it that way, I have no problem with it. This is un chartered territory for Iowa State. Enjoy it for what it is. Don't try to make more of it. Just enjoy the time. Enjoy Dallas. And we still haven't heard officially, right, how many people are going to be allowed in Jerry World? Yes. Well, I heard this morning. Okay. Now, this wasn't from anybody there, but this was an Iowa State fan. Um, Each school gets 5,000 tickets. Yeah, we heard that. The capacity apparently is 30,000. 30,000. Okay. And StubHub apparently was about uh, just under 200 bucks for the fourth level this morning. Mm -hmm. To get in. Right. Um, So if you don't get tickets through the school, I mean, Oklahoma's clearly going to sell theirs. Mm -hmm. Iowa State will clearly sell theirs. So there's going to be 20,000 other uh, tickets that are on the open market or however they go. Um, So, I mean, if, if you want to pay the price, you can get in. Will there be more Oklahoma fans, just to hop, skip, and a jump yeah. from Norman, Oklahoma City area, or more Iowa State fans? That's a great question. I think there'll be more Iowa State fans. I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't. But look, there'll be more than you would normally think. Because, like you say, oh, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump mm-hmm. uh, from Oklahoma. 
Uh, look, it, it, it's it's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully, uh, Directv and WI <laughs> come to their come to an agreement, so we wouldn't have to worry about that. But again, if you're a Directv subscriber and you haven't noticed yet, Channel Five is gone. You will notice a week from Saturday uh, if it's not there. Uh, a lot of praise to go around. We'll we'll get more of that uh, here coming up. Let, let's talk about Iowa real quick, Trent. Look. Um, Spencer Petras had been really sharp in the first quarter, and then as the game wore on, he kind of wore down. Mm-hmm. Complete opposite this week. There were back-to-back passes. The fourth down play, Smith-Marset, right? Yep, Smith-Marset, um, that, that picked up the first down, and then the next pass was the touchdown to Laporta? Yes, yes. So the fourth down conversion, moved the change, next play, finds Laporta, touchdown he was a different quarterback his confidence was completely shaken he was killing worms balls into the grass no confidence whatsoever he had goodson i want to say twice they were both to him uh that both landed at his feet or in front of his feet and, and you know when he came to the bench and Farron stopped them i'm not saying that i mean i have no idea what the conversation was mm-hmm. but those two plays trent the fourth down, the pickup on fourth down, and then the touchdown pass. He was a different quarterback. He was. He looked like a real Big Ten yes. quarterback. And I was ready for him to be pulled. I, every, I, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, for Hawkeye fans beating their chest, oh, I, I stuck with him the whole time. Well, you I don't know what you were watching. principal's office, by the way. Did you see that high school principal <laughs> took a shot at you? No, huh? Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter, anyway. Oh, what'd he say? Oh, I don't remember. I'd just uh, leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't take a shot at him. No. You said something about his confidence. I don't know what it was. But right. The principal, uh, you got called the principal's office. Man, bring it. Yeah. I, I'm fine with it because if you watch that, the beginning of the game and what we've seen. Terrible. The six games leading into it. Right. That was a bad quarterback. Yes. That was a bad quarterback that was not playing at a winning mm-hmm. level. And you're down 14 nothing. You have a third down play, that throw to Goodson, who was lined up as a wide receiver. Yep. It wasn't close. Trent, it was in front of his feet. That's a J... That's a junior high pass. That's a you, Jay Christensen special is what it was. And at the time, Jay Christensen, I thought, was had the plus sign on his side, uh-huh. compares when you're comparing the two guys. But he settled in, mm-hmm. made a couple of throws, and you mentioned that confidence. It's nothing that you can measure, but you could see it. Yeah, you could. And we saw it on display. Uh, a lot of Hawks stood out. Tyler Lindebaum again. Boy's a mean SOB. Yes, he is. <laughs> he says he's going he's gonna to have a nice long career uh, in the NFL. Nixon's going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't see there's any way in shape. How about Van Valkenburg, 97? Trent, this kid just continues to make plays week after week after week. Defensive front. Where was the pressure going to come from? Six that sacks now for Nixon. Yeah. Six sacks for Van Falkenberg. Six sacks for Chauncey Golson. He's playing well. All of them have six on the year. Heflin has at least been a piece. Yeah. They've been able to do some the good things. Linebackers, there. Jack Campbell is a he's gonna he's the next great linebacker in the state. You need to find a spot for him. Uh-huh. Benson out snapped him again. And yeah. Benson's fine. Yeah. No, Benson's but Ca- good. But Campbell's special. I think Campbell's yeah, Campbell is. He's six five. He, and he and he looks it too. Uh-huh. And, and Usually you get those tall guys and they look just... Doesn't he Doesn't he have defensive end written all over him? Well, and that's where I assumed he was going to end up. Watching uh-huh. him in high school at Cedar Falls and seeing him in the championship game against Dowling Catholic a couple years back, he was playing linebacker there. He was making plays everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, all right, he's going to be a guy at that frame because you don't see 6'5 middle linebackers. You just don't. <laughs> no. I'm mean, trying to think of the last tall linebacker at Iowa. A.J. Eads was 6'4", six, four, six, four, yeah. yeah. That extra inch is just something that makes uh-huh. him kind of a unicorn. Right. And the way that he can spy his speed sideline to sideline, it's a spe- special, special guy. And 
Good news for the Hawks. He's still got quite a few years of uh, yeah. eligibility remaining for him. A good deep effort, though, coming back in the fashion that they did and doing it both with the running game. You mentioned mm-hmm. Petrus. And then not for the but late in the last couple of minutes of the football game. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they gave up. the It was 14-zip. They spotted him 14, and then 35-14 with the exception of that garbage touchdown. They finally got a two-point conversion, something uh-huh. that is uh, been a bugaboo in yep. the Brian Ferentz play-calling right. era. Right. Got that to get the seven-point lead early in the second half and rolled from there. Both tight ends had touchdowns, first of their career. Sean Beyer, he's going to get a chance somewhere, right? Yeah, I don't know if he'll get drafted, but he's right. playing his best football. This back-to-back weeks that Byers jumped off mm-hmm. my television screen. Had the one he had to catch a week ago. Oh, that was amazing. Gets the touchdown this week. He's playing at a really good mm-hmm. level. And remember, early in his career, he was a guy that was playing as a freshman. They're trying to just get him in one-on-one situations. Was the bowl game, I think it was, maybe the pinstripe bowl mm-hmm. against BC. They threw it up to him a couple of different times. He's a good athlete. He's got the size now to go along with it. And health has always been a huge question mark with him. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to get drafted. He's going to have a, a real chance, I think, in a free agent camp to stick somewhere. Tight end you continues in Iowa City. Yeah, it really does. Uh, good for them. Uh, terrific to see. You know, somebody asked me this this morning as I was kind of singing the praises of both the in-state schools. Mm-hmm. All right, what's Iowa's best win? Well, I, well, it's – oh, hang on. It's got to be – they got a, they got a wins over – I don't think they've beaten anybody that has more than two wins. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the conference overall, right? It is. And they're going to change the rules. I mean, if Ohio State and Michigan cannot play this week, I mean, Barry Alvarez has said as much uh, over the weekend. And you know what? In the year 2020, ACC canceled their games for Notre Dame and Clemson this week. It's going to happen, right? It's going to. We had Sunday night football, college football last night. Sunday night. What was the final score in that game? I've, it was twenty-eight nothing after the first quarter. Yeah, it was like thirty-eight thirteen or something was when it? I flipped over Ugh. during one of the commercials during uh, your Broncos game. They played better. They didn't they play did. bad, right? They did. I, I mean, I'm not sold on the quarterback, but the defense is good. We'll but do you're right. Later. You're right. The, well, I didn't have an a, answer to the question. In a season like this, well, first of all, yeah, oh. there's no great win in there. Uh-huh. But it's five in a row. Yep. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yep. Teams you can only on your play, schedule. Yeah. Who's in your schedule? I still have no idea how they lost to Purdue. I don't either. You know what? They're it, a lot better than me. Oh, Northwestern, sure. It was a bad game plan. That's yeah. a Brian loss. Mm-hmm. Put that on Brian. Mm-hmm. That was him. They didn't run the ball. But 17 nothing lead. <laughs> you have either of those games. You got a chance going into this final weekend. Yeah, now it's do. Wisconsin. All of a sudden, Iowa was about a touchdown underdog over Elite Sportsbook throughout this season. What is the numbers? A pick? It's got to be close. It's two and a half now. Iowa's favored. Iowa's favored two I was and a favored half. Iowa's favored two and a half. Look, um... Gray Mertz was a world beater, at least I thought early in the season. But, Against uh, Illinois. True. Yeah, true. Um, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> and by the sounds of things, um, what's that, 2.30, right? Yes. Now, yeah. what channel's that? No, that's not ABC. No, that's uh, either FS1 or, or BTN. BTN, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that game is going to get played. Well, outstanding. Fun, fun weekend. Uh, at the top, we watched Alabama just continue to crush teams. Um, there was really, there's really no movement, right? No. Uh, if Iowa State's going to move up in the college football playoff poll, which the television show airs tomorrow night, I, there's a chance that they jump Georgia, I would think, but they're not going any fur- further than that. Um, they might get to eight. They began the week as nine. I want to see where Coastal Carolina goes. Trent, that was a... Um, hats off to BYU for making the trip. Right. Hats Didn't off have to, to BYU for taking on... Um, a coastal team that plays a crazy offense, and they were ready for it. Uh, um, 
they didn't have any answers for it. But that that game was good for college football. It really and truly was. Uh, so, anyways, that's uh, that's the quick look back at some of the uh, games from over the weekend. We'll get into the NFL a little bit later on. I think both of us, Trent and I, both had decent weekends uh, in our picks. We'll do that. Mr. Monday Night is coming up uh, as well. I want to pick Scott Dockerman's brain. He had an opportunity to speak with Gary Barta. I don't know if it was a uh, a press scrum, but I know Doc was the first one I saw put it out there on Twitter. Apparently, the Big Ten is going to play three games in Indianapolis on championship weekend. So a week from Saturday, there are going to be, in addition to the one versus one, and we anticipate that's what it's going to be, or is Ohio State going to leapfrog? We wouldn't surprise anybody at the same time. But apparently there are going to be two other games in Indianapolis. Look, they're not going to play the six versus six. They're not going to reward <laughs> them. But those are going to take place on Friday. That's what Dr. Man had. So, And Barta wouldn't go any further other than to let that little aspect out of the bag. So I have to think the three versus three and two versus two will take place on Friday. And then the championship game, Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, Northwestern and... Ohio State. Ohio State, right. Uh, But uh, just your thoughts, if that comes to fruition, I kind of like it. Well, I love it. And I don't understand the hand-wringing, and I I saw plenty of that online. Well, folks didn't like this? Right. And I didn't understand why. What's the negative? That's Playing on a Friday? No. Just, you're bringing these kids in from different areas. Who cares? They're playing the game anyway. Right. I guess You're you're tested every day. Yeah, instead of one team traveling, it's two teams traveling, but again... Who cares? You might be traveling either way, regardless of where the coin flip goes. So Mm -hmm. go on the road. And you're going to a place where I'm going to guess that the protocols at the Big Ten Championship game is going to have. You know what? That's a great question. Uh, Are they even going to allow fans in the building? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. So you're not going to have fans there regardless. Mm -hmm. But the protocols, the testing, everything that they're going to have is going to be even more buttoned up. We've heard the stories. Purdue, just how bad those facilities are. Who was the uh, the Michigan player that got hurt a couple of years ago over there? They didn't even uh, have like an X ray machine. Oh, in the I building, do remember that story. And they had to take yes. him over as a quarterback, right? I don't recall, Trent. I I, I vague. I remember the story because yeah. there was no X ray machine. I can't help. And Harbaugh was with. was fired up about it. Yeah. They didn't have some of the simplest things and just the facilities in general. You're going to Indianapolis. You're going to Lucas Oil Stadium. You're going to have everything that you need there. I I don't understand where you can have any kind of problem with that. Be great. Is Iowa going to be there? Is it going to be Iowa Indiana? At the two versus two? Well, even if they're the three, sounds like the three versus three is going to be there. Did they have, and that's the part that I guess maybe some of the, the pushbacks coming from people, well, we don't know what's happening. Okay. They'll figure it out, right? After this weekend, right. we'll know what's happening. That's when it's going to get scheduled. Because There's still that's games to play. the way that it's set up, right. right. We could very well be going into a championship week, and if we didn't have the teams that we thought were going to be there, it'd be the exact same circumstance. Mm-hmm. So allow it for what it is. I love this idea. I want the Big Ten to do this going forward. You wonder if that'll happen. Have an eight-game regular season, Mm -hmm. and then your ninth game will be this crossover event. Can you play the same team twice? Sure. Okay. If you want to. Uh Stay away from it if you can, but if Mm -hmm. not, so be it. So maybe some years the two versus the three, and the three would play the two if you get my drift. Right, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to mark up perfectly, Mm -hmm. and you can manipulate things. We've seen the ACC, as you mentioned, with... Notre Dame and Clemson. They're finished their regular season. Manipulate it very beautifully. Manipulate it for the other teams, too. And if you have a team that has a chance at a historic season, 
and you can help them out, help them out. Yeah. Do those kind of things. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, we'll see. We should know. Uh, we'll get Scott Dockerman here uh, following this quick timeout. Doc will join us. I think that's probably going to be question number one. See if, uh, you know, what kind of uh, tone uh, Gary Barta said that in. Did he give, the, was there a wink and a nod that this is actually going to happen? It certainly seems like that. Um, we'll, we'll talk to Scott Dockerman here coming up in about five minutes. Let's get Jeff in here. He's very patient as he always is. Uh, Jeff, we'll give you a minute or so. Welcome to the program. Uh, what's on your mind? Hey guys. Um, just a quick overview. So Bryce Hall, you know, he's probably not going to be going to be nominated to go to the Heisman, but you might as well start get the billboards ready for next year. You guys touched based on the offensive line, pretty much coming back. Um, that, you know, like I said, he should be nominated this year. And he's in, you know, he's putting up numbers that are just unbelievable. But, you know, you heard it from me first. Next year, how cool would this be? We're jumping to next year. But how cool would it be for Iowa, Iowa State, they both probably will be ranked game day at whatever location, if that's up at Iowa City or up in Ames. I mean, how bizarre, you know, beating COVID and to get game day up in Ames or Iowa City. It would cool be in Ames. Yeah. Is they would game, be in it. How, yeah. Cool, how cool would that be for the state of Iowa? Mm-hmm. Um, so, championship. You know, we've took care of business. This is what we've been talking about, you know, for weeks now. Here's the best part of this. And luckily, you know, you guys, you know, you touch base on all the bases. You've missed this base. Iowa State gets two weeks to prepare for Oklahoma. Now, most of the season, it's went their break. It's broke their way where they've got to prepare. It's such a big piece. They get two weeks to prepare for Oklahoma, to watch more film, to get healthy. Hopefully, you know what? I don't even want Oklahoma to play, to be honest, because I don't want them to lose I was, even more pissed off. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I wonder if that game will happen. So, hopefully it doesn't happen, because I don't want the haters to come out and say, well, you know, Oklahoma lost, or... I want Oklahoma at their best. Mm-hmm. I want them to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I want them to be prepared. I want to go down there, and I just want to lay the ass kick. And I, and I want all the haters, all the Iowa haters, anybody. This is Iowa State. They won it outright. And how about to go down there and cap it off to beat Oklahoma twice and beat Texas and then go into their bowl wherever it is, Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl, it doesn't matter, and get another ass kicking down there and go out and have 10, 11 wins. How cool would that be? Uh, uncharted territory. Jeff, we got to move on. Uh, thanks for calling, as always. Uh, let's get Mike in Waterloo. Haven't talked to this Old guy friend. since we were on Mediacom on a daily basis. Um, hey, you guys. How you doing? Good, Mike. Good, good, good. we got 30 seconds, Mike. Oh, Use it wisely. How you been? Good. I was going to tell you, Kenny, I agreed with you wholeheartedly because... Brock Purdy, I've been a critic of him this year. He wasn't doing his mechanics. He was throwing off his back foot. But a couple of weeks ago, he overthrew a deep ball to our uh, Milton, and I knew I knew they got his mechanics back. When he's throwing off his back foot, he don't have the arm strength, but he's been zipping that ball lately the last three games, and I'm not a critic anymore. He's playing lights out. Now he's playing. Now he's playing at a very high level, Mike. Since the Baylor game, I remember the throw that you're referring to when he overthrew Tyreek Milton a couple of games back. Uh, good to see they, they need him, and their quarterback is at a high level, and their running back, their skill guys are um, well as good as advertised. You know who else is coming on, Mike? Sean Shaw. They were looking for mm-hmm. that second guy, number two. Sean Shaw is uh, making an impact. How you doing, health wise, Mike? Real quick before we let you go. Oh, pretty good. I mean, this is the greatest year being a cyclone. I can't believe it. I, I never thought I'd live this long, you know? <laughs> Mike, don't be a stranger. Good to hear from you. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, Bye. good to talk to you. Ted, real quick, and then we do have to get to break. Ted, uh, welcome to the program. 
Hey, do you know what a Chanticleer is? I do now. A rooster. Yeah, I do now. Who told you that? Well, I watched game day, yeah. man. It was all over game day. If you would have called oh, me on Friday, I, Ted. I, I don't get cable. Ted, if you would have called me on Friday, I wouldn't have known. You would have got me on Friday. All right. Good to hear from well. you, Ted. Take care. Put a slug in the jug and have a wonderful Monday. We will uh, take a timeout. Come back. Um, Scott Dockerman? Yes. From The Athletic. Did you know what a Chanticleer was? I did. Did you? But I, I'm kind of sick. I know most most every D1 uh-huh. Even at the college basketball level, mascot, that was one that I've had in the back pocket. We used to play that game at the bar a lot. Well, you know, uh, the area of is it Conway, South Carolina? Yeah. It looks like a blast. Well, and it's right by Myrtle Beach. Yeah. I've never been Mormons to either the versus Carolinas. Mullins. Yeah, I saw that shirt. That was pretty good. Oh, what a weekend of college football, really and truly was. We will take a timeout. Now, just real quick, mm-hmm. uh, Iowa, North Carolina, what time does it tip tomorrow? 6.30. 6.30. All right, so before the Tuesday night football game, right? Because it's at 7, I think. Is that what time that is? Baltimore, Dallas. It's hard Dallas. to keep track. Yeah. Right, we got the two today. What starts at 4? 4 o'clock for Pittsburgh, Washington, okay. and then uh, the regular on ESPN. Scott Dockerman, uh, next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 010. It's Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, uh, 1035 on a Monday. We take you until noon. Nick Athen will join us in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. Quick look back at the reigning champs uh, from yesterday. Let's get our friend Scott Dockerman in here from the Athletic Doc, Trent and Ken. Uh, thank you, as always, for coming on. I want to start, Doc, with something that uh, you tweeted out uh, in a conversation. I don't know if it was a full media scrum or you got Gary Barta in the same elevator and you cornered him and you were asking uh, some uh, questions, but the two additional games in Indianapolis a week from Saturday, championship weekend, certainly newsworthy, Doc. Uh, does it seem like this is going to be something that happens and I assume assume if it does, I mean, it's going to be two versus two, three versus three. That would make the most sense. Is it going to happen, Doc? How did it come about? Uh, it's it's under strong consideration. Everything's going to be finalized. It wasn't from Gary Barta, by the way, who told me that. I asked Gary about just in general. But uh, it's, uh, it would be on Friday, uh, the 18th. And the, the games aren't necessarily set, but I think we're going to you know, reasonably – believe that maybe Iowa, Indiana would be one of the two. And then I don't know about the other ones because, you know, you don't know necessarily if they're they're going to try to get Wisconsin, Minnesota that weekend oh, to gotcha. play, which yep. means you'll have a cross, you know, an East Division game. My guess is it would be something in the neighborhood of, you know, Purdue or Illinois versus like a Penn State or something like that that's kind of a relatively close trip for, for one of those two schools. So, that that's probably my guess is you probably have like say a noon kickoff on that Friday the 18th and and then a primetime game on the on later that evening um, probably between it again in Iowa and Indiana and um, so you'd have three games there that weekend in Indianapolis and it's under strong consideration it should be finalized this week if it ends up happening I would say that the uh, that the likelihood is very strong that it does. Doc, the championship game going to be an early kickoff on that Saturday. Do you know the reasons behind it? I know you talk to a lot of TV people and inside that business. Any reason why it goes from the evening kickoff to an early kickoff this year? The SEC is kicking <laughs> off at evening. Right. Simple as that. <laughs> it's uh, you know, so they're you know, Fox is the main uh, rights holder for the Big Ten, and 
it owns the rights to the Big Ten Championship, which is a separate part of their equation. So uh, that's, you know, if you're the Big Ten and you have a year like this, don't take your chances. They want to actually have, you know, uh, their own kind of exclusive time window. And if you can do that in the early in the day as opposed to evening, go for it. So that that's why that they're, you're going to see Ohio State and, if, if they have enough uh, games if they play Michigan this week versus Northwestern for the championship at big noon on Saturday. Uh, Doc, uh, I, I think probably most of uh, Hawkeye Nation um, you know, exhaled when Spencer Petras started to play like uh, they, they had hoped uh, that their quarterback was going to. Early in the football game was complete opposite, right? But previous weeks he'd been good in the first quarter, uh, but then kind of lost it as the game went on. Back-to-back plays, the fourth down conversion to Smith-Marset, and then the touchdown throw to Laporta, and he was a different quarterback. Uh, Spencer Petras, after the game, was it a confidence issue? Did what click, Doc? Uh, and can he carry that forward? You know, I, it, it's it's a big question mark whether it's a confidence issue. If he finally reached his potential, if he just kind of shed any kind of um, you know reservations that he may have had on the field. But but that sequence was as pivotal as anything that he's experienced at Iowa because he went from uh, you know a screen pass to, to Tyler Goodson, as you mentioned you know, kind of an improvised route to Amir Smith-Barset on fourth down for that conversion, and then, the you know, a nice throw and catch to Sam Laporta for a touchdown. It was it was critical for him, and, and that, you know, to go 18 of 28 and 200-plus yards and three touchdowns, no interception, um, you know, it's hard to say if that's what he's going to be able to do going forward. He's got a pretty formidable foe this week, but I'll say this, that now we finally see what, Spencer Petrus, the the one that everybody was confident in, and if he can continue to do that going forward in in, in games against Wisconsin, probably Indiana, uh, a bowl game against a quality opponent, then it it kind of elevates him and his profile, and, and you know going forward. With that, Doc, you uh, look forward to this week, and it is Wisconsin. It has been a rough stretch for Iowa, the only victory over recent history. Was a 10-6 game up at Camp Randall in the 2015 season. Iowa played better a year ago offensively at times. Had the big touchdown to Tyrone Tracy and a two-point conversion away from tying that football game up. What do you need to see out of Iowa this week against a team that they have struggled with, the Badgers? Well, they can't allow 300 yards in rushing. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure, like they did last year. Um, you know that. I'll tell you what, I mean, there were two players that tipped the field for the Badgers last year. Neither one of them are there, and that's Jonathan Taylor and Quintez Cephas. Mm-hmm. And both of them are in, on the NFL, and they both played yesterday. So I, I think that's, that was kind of the determining difference between the two. I think Iowa is the better team at this point, although I will say that, you know, Wisconsin has a very good defense. So I think it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be anything magical or different. It's going to be. You know, can you vary the playbook a little bit, which they did with the Wildcat um, a lot against Illinois? Can you convert first downs, not turn the football over, and play field position football? If they can, I think they're better than the Badgers this year. The Badgers don't have that running threat, although, uh, you know, Nikia Watson, pretty good. They have some other running backs. It's just, um, you know, th- this has been a very, even though Wisconsin has won, it's it's not like they only once have they blown them out. And even then, that was a fairly close game for most of it until there were a couple of big-time mistakes. So I think this is a, uh, you know, this is a prove-it series, though, for Iowa. This is the team that they put their mark on. 
and Ferentz has even admitted that. This is the team they shoot for every year, and to fall short all these years, they have to get over the hump. And if they can, then, hey, they retain all four trophies, traveling trophies, um, this year, and that's really important for this program and showing you know how it's performed in 2020 in a year where six months ago we, we didn't know if they were going to play football. We didn't know if Ferentz was going to still be a coach. So yeah. I think this is really an important development for this team. No doubt about it. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Doc, uh, week in and week out, I, uh, I'm, I'm so impressed by this defense. And seemingly every week it's another unit. Oh, the linebackers one week, the defensive line the next week, secondary's been solved. I don't know what the weakness is on this defense, Doc. I really don't. I mean, Van Valkenburg and Golston have now joined the Nixon party. It's Campbell one week. It's Benson the next week. This week, Neiman was all over the field. The secondary has been outstanding. This might be one of Phil Parker's best defenses when you consider all 11. Without a doubt. When you look at the attrition level up front, um, two years ago, they lost all four starters. But then they also had A.J. Epineza coming back, so he felt pretty good about this team and Chauncey Golston. And, and they played really well last year. Now, you lose three of your starters from last year. I mean, that's seven starters for a developmental program. That's really hard uh, in this age of attrition to, to expect them to reload and continue to play at a high level. Well, they have. And really, from week one into now, it's really there's it's extreme the number of differences that they played. I mean, Van Valkenburg has mentioned nobody has gone from one game one to game seven and played better than he has. Um, but Davion Nixon is the the real deal. Uh, Thirteen tackles for loss on the season. I went back through, and no Big Ten player has averaged more than what Davion Nixon has in tackles for losses per season than uh, in ten years. Ryan Kerrigan was the last one to average more than two per game. And it's just, it shows you just what kind of a force he is. And he's interior. And not only that, in Iowa's two gap scheme, they take more of a lateral step than a vertical step on their first down. So they're not necessarily getting that penetration and tackling people. This is a, this is a rare year in a year where I believe he'll be a all American. And uh, I think that he sets the tempo and everybody else has elevated their level of play. So this is an outstanding defense. And I'll be really excited to see how they perform against Wisconsin and Indiana in the coming weeks. Quick hit on basketball before we let you know, Doc. I know you're going to be doing a chat later today, I believe it is, with uh, Carolina Bren, uh, writer Brendan Marks with The Athletic. Iowa, no tests the first three games, no surprise with the opponents that were in front of them. What do you see when you look at Carolina? Very good front line and young in the backcourt. I think you said it there, and I, I really wish I had more time to look at Carolina, to <laughs> yeah. be honest with you. I've been kind of so focused on football that it's like, okay, now i got to really turn, you know, make this right turn collide, you know, for for our older listeners, but <laughs> to, to basketball. Um, and an incredibly talented team, of course. And, uh, you know, big, that's going to bring in questions as to how much will a Patrick McCaffrey or Jack Dungey play to go up against North Carolina, or the flip is, hey, does North Carolina have to go smaller to match Iowa? Right. You know, Iowa doesn't always have to match its opponents, but they have to match it. And will they be able to control Luka Garza? Because I don't think anybody can. So that's uh, that, that really brings in the styles they fight kind of conversation. But if there is one lament I have so far in this basketball season, it's that there is not a full arena to welcome Roy Williams and Harvard Hawkeye. I mean, if if there was all the, the years of buildup of him taking uh, Ray LaFrance and uh, uh, 
Kurt Heinrich and Nick Collison and Marcus Page and uh, Harrison Barnes, you know, coming to Iowa and leaving with uh, the, the pot of gold. <laughs> Iowa fans would have loved to have won from just the Carver Rock Guy Arena. Um, and unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. It's going to be silent. But that said, it should be a great game and a tremendous test for the Hawkeyes to see if they're worthy of their record. It's going to be great. fun, no doubt. So, just Doc, just to finish where we started, you think we'll know today, tomorrow, sometime early as to what's going to the uh, circumstances in Indianapolis, how many games will be played? Does it sound like early this week we'll know? I don't know. I, I, I imagine it's going to be finalized quickly. The last, next couple of days is like the strongest guess on that. And then, you know, to top it off, they need to really. I think the most pressing need right now is Ohio State going to play. That's just it, yep. I mean, is it going to be Michigan? Are they going to have to recalibrate the schedules? I mean, they might have to do that. Um, so I, I think that's probably pressing need number one, and then number two will be how do they finalize. It could be as late as Wednesday afternoon because that's when they need to use well, Barry Alvarez let that out of the bag, too, that they're willing to uh, entertain those scenarios. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Doc, we uh, read you every week. We certainly enjoy our conversation with us uh, here on Monday morning. We'll talk to you a week from today. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to that. talk to you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Uh, as we talk a little Big Ten, a little Iowa. Uh, real a quick, brief conversation next with Nick Athen on the reigning champions uh, from yesterday. I got a little hot under the collar listening to every all the Chiefs. Ah, oh, they're just playing down to their competition. <laughs> okay. Bothered you a little bit? Yes, the tad. Yeah. I'm a fan. Nobody wants to hear that. No, they, it's probably true. Especially when your team played well. I mean, the Broncos they, played they, well. They, they have a good defense. I just don't think they have a quarterback. You're still not Drew Locke. Boy, he is hot and cold, isn't he? He really and truly You is. know him better than I do. But He's got a great arm. He does? He just can't throw it to the right guy. It's a problem. It is a problem. Now it's not as big a problem as your quarter or your team's quarterback. <laughs> well, uh, that's in a whole other story. Uh, Greg Williams was fired by the Jets as he should have been. It yes. should have taken place yesterday. What an all-out blitz doesn't make sense Good with thirteen gosh. seconds left. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Nick Athen next. Bama Bob Trent and I will go around college football from a national perspective. Lead off hour number two, and then Dave Sproul on Iowa State at about eleven thirty. Mister Monday Night as well. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KX and one oh six. Thank you for supporting Food Bank of Iowa. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. We have to reschedule Nick Athen. Give us a couple of minutes to talk about the NFL yesterday from week 13. Uh, your Bears in a sec. I, Minnesota played to lose the football game. Trent, I have no idea how they won. It's a good thing it was Jacksonville on the other side of the field. Everything that could go wrong for the Vikings seemingly did yesterday. Uh, but they found a way to win the football game. And now, believe it or not, we wake up this morning, it would be Packers-Vikings, the two versus seven. Yes, please. Yes, please, right? Uh, but good for them. But let, your, your Bears, Trent, that was just an historical collapse at the end of that i have no idea how it happened what is robinson doing by the way running out of bounds thought he had the first i guess that's about the only justification that's your best player on offense and they had run the ball decently well montgomery can't get it and just plug the hole there on fourth and one yeah you got to get the first down there mistakes happen Mm -hmm. i i 
I was giggling. I was I was <laughs> laughing watching it because it's the Bears and they're so inept and it wasn't a surprise and in the grand scheme of things it doesn't bother me because yeah. this wasn't going to be a playoff team. Another loss is probably a good thing, just helps mm-hmm. the draft order as long as Ryan Pace isn't the guy doing it at the top. Will he? I continue to hear those murmurs and even more. I mentioned that Lombardi piece that I'd heard a couple of weeks ago, but I'm hearing more and more people think that Pace at least has a chance to keep his job. Nice. And there is not another organization in this league that you could keep your job with what has happened with him, the building of the team, and of course, ultimately, Mitchell Trubisky. There's not another place where you'd be able to stick around. And at least it sounds like there could be a chance. Well, Trent, and here's the thing. I mean, we we saw what he did with Trubisky, taking Trubisky where he did. If if and you're right, it, the, the Bears will draft somewhere in the teens, mm-hmm. maybe 12 to 15, 16 at this point. There's going to be a, a Trask. There's going to be a Trey Lance. There's going to be a Zach Wilson. One of those or two of those quarterbacks where the Bears draft, let's put him at 15, are going to be on the board. Are you going to let him make that decision? You can't. You that's, can't, right? That's football malpractice. If you allow that to happen, if you're, the, if you're the ownership group and you let a guy that made his an egregious mistake, which Brisky doesn't have it. No. There were other teams that liked him too. Yep. This wasn't just a Bears thing. Right. Now, of course, nobody's lining up saying, oh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll give you a fourth for Trubisky no. right now. Nobody's doing that. No but. Way. They were not alone, but it didn't work. Nope. It didn't work, and that comes back to the guy that ultimately made the decision. You went, you hired an offensive guy to help him, and that hasn't worked either. Mm-hmm. Year one, it was 12-4. and four. There were some smoke and mirrors, but they got it done. Trubisky had a nice season there. wasn't great all the time, but it was solid at the very and least. And it's been downhill ever since. It has been. It's completely coll- collapsed since the double doink. What position group is better? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. What part of the team is better? That vaunted defense we keep hearing about? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lions put it on him yesterday. He scored 34. Right. The Lions. And when he dropped back. And they back packed it in. Before the the turnover. As he dropped back, I just, I had that sinking oh. feeling. I, I had a feeling it was going to be a pick. Or not to be well, a strip. <laughs> yeah. But that's just the reality of this organization. I, I know some fans take it differently than I'm sure I do. And you're yelling at the TV. I had to sit there and laugh because I've come to expect it now. Mm-hmm. This is a bad football organization. They are a bad football team. Uh, what else from yesterday? Cleveland. We, well, you know what? That's a good. Let's start there. Are are they legit? They're pretty good. Yeah. With Miles Garrett on the outside, their defensive line is fantastic. That has won them a lot of games mm-hmm. this year. And Baker we, Mayfield played well yesterday. He did. But let's stop with you know who might be the MVP. He's not the MVP. Knock it off. Who they? Who they? Baker. Try? No, come on. Because he threw four touchdowns yesterday. Did you watch the games preceding that? Yeah, it just trying to miss wide open guys the week before. That wide, completely makes my head wide. Hurt. Look, if the MVP gets his mail in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or wherever he lives, oh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't live there. And I think it's I think it's Rogers this year. Patrick Why? Mahomes, um, look at Mahomes' numbers. Look at Rogers' numbers. You know what, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, okay, it's, it's one of those two. I would go Rogers right now. Mahomes didn't play particularly well yesterday. Patrick Did you Mahomes. watch the other games before that, though? Yeah, but he's had some bad moments, Trent. He's had some real... Now, all the 300-yard games, I get them, stacked on top of you. In fact, there's been 400-yard games. But look what Rodgers is doing. This might be the best year of his career. And he doesn't have it. He's got a really good wide receiver. He's got a good running back. He's got a good... By the way, that's if you bet Green Bay yesterday, you were ripping up your ticket yeah. until that. I mean, come on. 
felt a little guilty with that Green Bay win. I did. You'd never feel guilty. I know, but uh, but that that shouldn't have gone your way. I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. I think it's if, if I had to vote, um, it'll be close. It'll be close between those two. Kids City can't run the ball. Well, Edwards Hilaire was out yesterday. He was. And how about... But even when he's in there, it's a patchwork offensive line. Yes, I know Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill's a stud. So is Green Bay, for the most part, been a patchwork offensive line. But they still have running backs. But but Jones has been out. Jones has been out. He missed a few games. And they still ran the ball when he wasn't in there. Williams still had a couple of big games when he wasn't out there. They can run the ball. Kansas City can't. One team has three losses. Yeah. The other's 11-1. and one. one team has Tyree Kill. One team has Travis Kelsey, who is unstoppable. One team has Devontae Adams. Okay, then what? Aaron Jones. Okay, but we did the running backs already. Keep going. Uh, Jamal Williams. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Alan Lazard? It's, you're not like, I'm not killing Lazard. No, he's a solid, he's a solid NFL yep. wide receiver. He is a solid NFL Speaking wide of missing, Jacksonville had him. Yeah, didn't uh, he, he didn't work out there. Wasn't good enough to make that team. I mean, is it as simple as... This is what Aaron Rodgers does. He's playing at a high level, Trent. He really is. Uh, We will uh, come back and get back into the college game with our friend Bama Bob to lead off our number two. And then Dave Sproul on Iowa State. He'll join us at about 11.30, Mr. Monday Night. Two games. Wonder if he likes both of them, one of them. What'd you do in your picks? Five and two? Four and three. Four and three. So I made up a couple of games. Auburn. Oof. I'd still bet it again, too. Yeah, you should have had it. That ball went right through. It should have been intercepted. Hour two coming up. Miller and Condon, 1460, 106.3 FM.